Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell, and I'm the host of the show, as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care is a platform and space of intentional healing, joy and abundance for black women let's go ahead and get into today's episode happy monday sis i'm so glad that you were able to press play on this episode actually if this is your very first time listening to the podcast welcome up into the space i'm so glad that you're here and if you've been here for several weeks several months several years uh welcome back i'm glad that you are here as well so let's go ahead and just talk about today's topic which I I honestly don't even know what I'm going to label this episode. I say that all the time, I know, but I do know what I want to talk about. And this is a pretty serious conversation, uh, at least for me. There may be some trigger warnings or uh, just trigger points to just want to let you know. I'm going to be talking about um, at some point, possibly like childhood, childhood experiences, childhood abuse, struggle, um, parenting relationships with parents that kind of thing so if that's really not in a place or you're not in a place to kind of listen to that kind of stuff then please by all means um feel free to jump out of this episode go find another episode that really kind of your spirit's like yes listen to that you know what i'm saying um but i'm i'm gonna be real with you i'm gonna be talking about that today and i'm sure that i've talked about some things before on the podcast Uh, i've shared my story but i'll kind of give a little brief uh, background. You know, sometimes, honestly, I, <laughs> I don't know why I do this, but I do forget that people do come to the podcast that the Brown Girl Self Care podcast at different times. In my mind, <laughs> I'm not saying this is true, but this is just sometimes what it feels like in my mind, and so I forget. In my mind, it feels like, for example, let's say there's someone out there by the name of Keisha that's listening to the podcast, or Jessica or Victoria. And so she's been listening for a couple of years. In my mind, Victoria or Jessica or Keisha will come back every single week. And so we have this this ongoing dialogue in my mind. So when I say things uh, (laughs) in my mind, I feel like you already know what I'm talking about because I've talked about it before and you've been listening forever. But that is not, that's not true. And I have to remember that. So if you are just now catching the podcast and or a few episodes, you're a few episodes in and you are wondering, like, why am I just assuming, you know, things or acting like you're familiar? It's because sometimes real talk, 
I mean, I'm human. I do forget. And I do feel like this is just a very open space where I dialogue with you. I've said that before. And I forget that people, you know, this may be your very first episode or your second episode or your fifth episode or your 75th episode. I, I, I want to do better at that and not just forget that that is the case. People are definitely new to the show. So, yeah. Um, and that's why, again, I'm going to just talk a little bit about my experience. So, girl, even just talking about this, it's 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 heavy for me. Um. So again, if you're not in a place for heavy, heavy real talk, then, you know, press play on a different episode. But yeah, I don't take this conversation lightly, but um, I feel like for us to be able to heal, we've got to be able to talk about things that have happened to us. And and I, I want to be able to share to a certain extent, at least, because some things I do believe should have some privacy to it but I do want to share as much as I can because I feel like the more that I do that the more that I help someone else kind of break free of these chains mental chains physical chains spiritual chains that some of us have been holding or have been bound by for years or even decades I'm I'm raising my hand because for me some of the chains have been 20, 30, 40 years that are just now starting to break in the last, you know, year, four years, five years since I've been doing the podcast or maybe a little before the podcast started in 20, whenever the podcast started, 2018, 2016, 2017. I don't even know when the podcast started, but yeah, this is kind of heavy. So I want to talk about, I guess, these, the, the fact that I am just now finally getting to a place of acceptance when it comes to certain things in my life and specifically when it comes to relationships with a a relationship with uh my parent my mother specifically and this episode is not in any way to black blash bash my parent bash moms dads family anything like that this is just my opinion my history And I know that some of us or some of you, I should say, have a similar experience. And like I said, when we can be honest, not sweep things under the rug and just share with each other, healing starts or it it starts to happen, you know, borders and boundaries, not borders, boundaries are broken down. And this is how we free ourselves. This is how we move forward towards that liberation and abundance that we want and deserve in our lives and this is how we break cycles this is how we help to ensure that our our excuse me daughters and sons too of course but obviously this is brown girl self-care our daughters you know are moving forward in the in the world from a place of confidence love um you know that kind of thing that kind of thing versus how some of us grew up and we entered the world and we were insecure. We were not comfortable with ourselves. We didn't love ourselves. We were unsure. We didn't feel steady. Our foundations were not as solid as as they could have been. Does that make sense? So again, this is not to bash, but this is just honestly to share and to hopefully help any any other woman out there that's listening to the sound of my voice that has experienced similar things in their life. Okay, so um, yeah, you know, there's five stages of grief. And I know when we think about grief, we think about obviously death, right? 
um, I shared because again, I'm no, I'm no longer, I'm trying to no longer assume that people know everything because you may not have listened to all the episodes, but in a previous episode or two or five in the last few years, um, I shared that my brother was violently killed in 2017. Um, and so you go through the stages of grief and when we think about death, right, we think about someone that used to be here on the planet earth in a body with a spirit inside of it and now they are no longer with us for for whatever reason it could be you know um they just lived a really long fabulous life and they got into their 90s or beyond they're like you know and and their spirit was ready to go or you know someone that was unfortunately just taken away far too early okay but that's what we typically think about when we think about death but I'm here to tell you that sometimes there's honestly um when I think about death I also think about just relationships period not that the other person that you're in relationship has passed on you know and they're no longer with us in in body or spirit um but just the ending of a relationship that can feel like or be like a death you are no longer in relationship with that other party with that other person and you know it can be very very painful and so I feel like for me when it comes to the relationship that I have with my parent excuse me um I feel like I have just finally hit the stage of acceptance. I have finally hit the stage of acceptance. I'm going to tell you, just give you a little insight into what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, first of all, brief history on my background, as I've mentioned before. Um, I'm in my 40s, by the way, in case you did not know. Hey, girl, um, baby, a product of the 70s. And um my up upbringing um it was it was hard <laughs> it was it was hard um i experienced sexual abuse by a cousin uh and the age is a little foggy for me so i'm just going to say at around the age of 8 but i'm not 100% positive about that um i am the product of poverty uh or struggle I am the product of um, a one-parent household, uh, a parent who broke their back, based on my recollection, to provide for their two children. I am the product of witnessing domestic violence. Said parent was, um, what's it called? Uh... Like physically violated, physically abused, domestic, you know, domestic, vi- domestic violence, excuse me. Um, so definitely a product of that. I'm a product of um, that parent also, like that parent that was, hopefully I'm saying this the right way, that parent that was assaulted, I should say, that person also was physically uh harmful to me okay that person was also physically harmful to me I'm talking about ass whoopings excuse my French where I would go to school I would have whelps on my body I'm talking about just a lot of 
yelling and name calling and shaming and beatings, uh, man, beatings, <laughs> I was parentified and much, much more. But that is is the basic history. And again, I'm not here to point fingers or anything like that. I'm not here to do any of that. I'm here just to share with you so that you understand my heart and you understand how far I have had to travel in this healing journey. You feel me? I hope I hope you're with me so far, okay? But again, just a lot of that a lot of that okay a lot of that I'm not saying there weren't any good times I'm sure that there were good times but just a lot of all of that okay um so in my mind I I I was saying that I have finally gotten to the stage of acceptance so again there's like five stages of grief I was just talking to to um, one of the ladies in my little very small sister circle uh, on Patreon and we were just talking about grief and stuff like that but the five stages are and, and this is not the order necessarily but let's see it's bargaining depression acceptance denial and anger I believe that's correct anger denial bargaining depression and acceptance and if I'm not mistaken, you can kind of weave in and out of those in no particular order. And sometimes even when you just are like, okay, I'm cool, it, you go back to square one. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's not a linear kind of thing, if that makes any sense. All right. But like I was saying, I feel like I have hit the acceptance stage. I feel like for pretty much my entire life, I kind of, and it, how can I say this? So I feel like I weaved in and out of like the anger. I, I'm i raising my hand. I for sure had depression. Okay. If you've had depression, there's no shame behind that. Um, but I for sure had depression. I think I had depression twice. But um, anger, absolutely. Anger, a million percent. Uh, bargaining, absolutely. I remember when I was a child and... I would always just kind of like have these fantasies that someone was going to like either adopt me out of my family or swoop in and save me or kind of like just talking to God and just like asking like, why is this my family? And is, am I adopted? Like, or just really wanting to be adopted. I feel like that's like the bargaining part. You know what I mean? When you're, ki when you're a kid and you're trying to make sense of the world and you don't feel safe and secure, um, I feel like at least for me, it, it, bargaining or just really having these these fantasies, if you will, or these dreams of someone coming in and just saying, oh, you um, like one of my fantasies, <laughs> this is going to sound really funny, but <laughs> one of my fantasies was that um, someone was going to finally like, I don't know, a hospital or someone was going to finally call and say, oh, this child, Brie, um, there was a switch <laughs> there was a switch at the hospital and this is not your child you know what i'm trying to say you're supposed to be in a different family and my other family was just very loving and they showed love and they were of course they were rich <laughs> and just kind of like that kind of thing okay but again I, I was a kid so i feel like it was just me really trying to make sense of it all and be at peace with what was happening in my home in my environment with the adults in my community that kind of situation 
um but yeah definitely the bargaining the denial i mean i feel like a lot of us all of us many of us <laughs> know firsthand about that denial it's it runs rampant i feel in in our community and i'm glad that tides are changing and have been changing um but that whole denial thing and a lot of our family members sweeping things under the rug they don't want to talk about things that happen there's no space to heal when when nobody wants to talk about anything people want to shut down and that's their right you know what i'm saying um and or you are forced to just pretend like nothing has happened to you nothing has happened nothing's happening in the home everything's good it's kind of like you're you're gaslighting yourself or you're being forced or asked basically to gaslight yourself and just pretend like things are okay in the home or in your family or in your environment or your surroundings and it's not the case um it's just not the case and 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 we do that or at least I did that because I didn't want the smoke I didn't want to have I didn't want to cause any problems um, as much as I was having a hard time as much as I struggle with things I internalized so much as a child and you might be related to that too just holding so much stuff in and things are just happening to you and around you and it's just a lot and it's very overwhelming but other than like maybe some friends you, you you know you don't really have a lot of outlets because you're not really allowed to talk about what's happening in the home and you have to just kind of like put on this this brave front or this brave face um and just again like act like everything's okay so imagine just doing that for years and years and years again let's just call that self gaslighting but you get the gist um and then you're supposed to just you're supposed to like experience all this stuff okay for however long and keep in mind that it's very crucial obviously period but just imagine during your really crucial development developmental years excuse me and how that just kind of like sets the stage for who you are becoming who you're going to become so you're just doing that for years and years and years and years and you're covering up you're acting like everything's okay you're just trying to get along to get along you want to just fit in and not cause any waves not make any call you know cause any any calls to the house or any red flags to pop up right um yeah it's it's any wonder that any of us really are able to kind of separate our true selves from that kind of like a shell of a person that has formed after years and years of 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 that just kind of like piling on and that protective shell just getting thicker and thicker and thicker you follow me so um yeah back to the stages of grief so i feel like i finally hit the stage of acceptance and it kind of hit me like a, 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 a um a punch to the gut i'm not gonna lie it kind of hit me like a punch to the gut. Uh, my parent and I, we really do not have the best of relationships even still. And, you know, I I honestly, I took a lot of that, the brunt of that on my shoulders. I really, really did. Um, I used to think that I, like I've, I've talked about this before, but again, I have to remember that not everyone has listened to the podcast, if if ever. Um, but I've talked about how there were for like a long time, 
years, decades, I really didn't have this true sense of self-love. I really didn't have this 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 true sense of self-acceptance of of um just being like at peace with myself. Like I didn't have that. I I, I have never really had that there there've been there's there's been moments I don't want you to think like for the whole 40 plus years it's just been like this one dark <laughs> life I'm not saying that at all right because there is light in the darkness does that make sense there are there are pockets of peace and and and, and moments of just true joy and elation and and happiness and and all that but um I just feel like I just now really, really, really got to a place of acceptance, which is, again, um, a huge stage of grief. And again, I'm not necessarily grieving a death. I'm grieving a, and this was a long grieving process. Honestly, this was a <laughs> very long, like decades long grieving process. I feel like I've been in now that I think about it, and you may be the same, but um, finally just getting to that place of acceptance. So let me tell you what happened. Um, I'm trying to make this as condensed as possible, but um, so super long story short after, how can I explain this? So um, let's just say recently, you know, in the last few months or whatever there had there was a window a a period of time last year where I didn't really speak with my parent and we had had this really heavy text exchange and I said some things via text that I was scared I'm gonna cuss here excuse my French I was scared shitless to say because I was raised in a time where you don't talk back to your parent you don't disrespect your parent you agree with your parent no matter what and if you disagree you might you know you just don't disagree you don't bring stuff up you just roll with whatever happens and you just take it and you just take it in and they can just say whatever do whatever and it's okay because you know deep down inside they really love you and you know that 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 is you know what it is for me okay so for me to be able to say and express how like the things that happened to me and how I feel and kind of like stand up for myself because this is the like just being able to stand up for myself which I really rarely did with my parent um it 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 was a really big deal. It was a really big deal. So shout out to those of you that have kind of done that. And you understand what I'm saying. And also shout out to those of you that are in a similar position. Um, but you, 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 you don't have the capacity to do it yet. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. 
Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because Again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. I understand because again, it's taken me decades to finally kind of peel back the, this part of myself and to be able to have the kind of courage that I really needed to have to be able to get to this stage of acceptance, right? It, it's it's a process, y'all. It's a process. Be gentle with yourself. Be easy. It's a process. So anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, I sent, sent a text. We had a little exchange. I felt like in my parents' reply that it was really just, it was like, um, Let's break it down. I feel like it was like 5% apology, 20% excuse, 15% well, 
at least you had help raising your child. Um, 30% deflection, you know, I, 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 that's just how I feel, okay? That's just how I feel. That's how I felt. That's how I feel. And so after we had our little exchange, you know, because things had come to a head, and I just took a step back and I went, you know, I faded to black. <laughs> I faded to black because, you know, it, it's it, it was a lot and I just needed to protect my peace. Honey, your peace is everything. I know we hear that a lot. We 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 hear people say that a lot. Listen, honey, your peace is everything. It is. And so like I said, I just had to take a step back because it was just too stressful. It was just too stressful. And so um that was mid last year, mid 2023. And then, you know, um, there wasn't really too much interaction. And there wasn't really too much interaction until what month are we in January? Wasn't really too much interaction until um, maybe the last like mid January, something like that. And that was a well, I might not be being truthful here because but because I, I don't remember, but that may have been the longest time since I had not spoken six months, more or less. I mean, there was like a text here and there, but not really. Um, but possibly when I was in my twenties, it might've been a long stretch like that too. I just, honestly, I have so many blank spaces in my memory y'all. And I think that's like a trauma thing. So there's stuff that I really still don't remember. And I get like little bits and pieces here and there. So I'm saying for now that that was probably like one of the longest stretches. Um, and out of the blue, again, keep in mind, there were like a couple of messages here and there in the last six months, but not really anything, nothing to do with what we talked about at all. That was just not addressed at all whatsoever. So I was like, okay. Um, and then I got another, I got a message and I replied. And apparently the way that I replied, it was a trigger for my parent. And literally I just said something very simple because it, it didn't deserve any major anything it was just a very I, I I was asked a question a very simple question and I just made a very simple reply and apparently my reply did not it wasn't the type of reply that they were expecting I didn't say it the right way or whatever and that's happened before sometimes the people in our life that are that have harmed us or whatever um I, I don't know if it's just uh I, I'm not sure why but sometimes people want you to show up in a in a certain way because you've always shown up in a certain way you've always maybe for example walked on eggshells you've always tap danced for them like dance monkey dance you've always um put a smile on your face when you entered the room you've always given them extra emojis and fireworks in your text messages like I, I don't know but people just become accustomed to that and they expect that and if you deviate from that it's a problem for them it mean it means something for them, right? It may not mean anything for you, but for them, for some reason, it means something. When really, the reason why I sent the message that I sent is because, first of all, I didn't have Wi-Fi. I was in a rush, and I was just responding to the message. But anyway, I digress. Um, so that reopened our previous conversation, okay? And I addressed things, and I said towards the end of my message that, you know... 
I don't feel like we have the best relationship. I really feel like we need to get into therapy if we want to basically if we want to figure this thing out, we need there there needs to be some therapy involved, okay? And as it turns out, my parent replied and just basically ignored all that. Told me some other things that were completely random, had nothing to do with what I said. Um, just a quick apology. They said, oh, I was stressed about something and some other stuff, yada, yada, yada. But again, nothing to do with what I said about therapy, healing our relationship. None of that. And that's when I like I I, I, I already knew, but that's when I like a million percent knew that this person is not emotionally available. They're not available. I'm not saying that that can't change down the line. Everyone has their own journey, but I'm not I'm not going to sit here and wait for that to happen. I again need to protect my peace and I need to take care of myself. I need to take care of me. I am priority number 1. You are priority number 1. Okay? I want you to remember that and I want you to say that right now. Say I am priority number one. Say it again. Say it with me. I am priority number one. Okay. You are priority number one. I am priority number one. And in that moment, when I wasn't like, things were overlooked it's when I a million percent realized even though again I knew this and kind of like I you know how you already kind of you already know something but then bam something really just like puts that extra like oomph on it and you're just like damn okay yeah this this is is, it is what it is um but that's that's what it was like the response that I got really confirmed to me or confirmed for me excuse me that this person is not available they are not ever or I shouldn't say ever but they are not able they do not have the capacity to be the type of person you wanted them to be they do not have the capacity to give you what you needed them to give you or wanted them to give you it's just not it's not happening period And it was in that moment that I hit, like, officially, finally, really, without a doubt, like, no doubt in my mind, hit that part of the grieving process that we call acceptance. I have fully, fully accepted that I am not going to get what I deserved from this person because they don't have it to give and they don't have to give it to me for me to live my life when I was growing up when I was a child yes it was their responsibility to give it to me a million percent I'm an adult now and At this point in the game, if I want to live a life of freedom, like I've talked about a million times, a life of joy, happiness, abundance, liberation, peace, self-love, like all these beautiful 
things that I deserve, I can no longer, I, I, like, I, I, I don't need that from them anymore because now I am fully taking ownership of this journey. I have the tools that I need. And obviously I've been doing the work. Like I'm not just now starting to do the work, but you get what I'm saying. I officially have the tools within me to continue on this path. And to do it in a way that feels right for me without requiring this person's approval. Like I said, finally hitting that stage in the five stages of grief, which again are denial, bargaining, um, depression, anger, and acceptance. Finally hitting that stage, like officially hitting that stage of acceptance has been life-changing. It's been life-changing. And the point of all this, honey, is that I want to gently remind you with love that... As much as you may want this other person to give you X, Y, Z, whatever that is, depending on the type of relationship you you're, you have, as much as you want that, you have to just get to a place where you just are able to accept that this is who they are, this is how they are, this is all they have to give, and you have to figure out if you want to like just be like continue in the relationship knowing that because you will not be able to change them you cannot heal any like they're healing like they're the work that they need to do is not your business it's not in your control it's not a part of your healing journey their journey is completely separate from yours and they do not have to do things the way you want them to or be or because you want them to. Does that make sense? So you have to understand and get to a place of just acceptance that they're just going to be who they are. And that's it. Some that that's all they have the capacity to be. So I, I, again, depending on your relationship, you've got choices and decisions to make. It's not like you're powerless, but as far as like pleading with God to make them change, um, or you know, just doing all these things, like it's just not. It's just not. It's not always gonna happen. It's not always going to happen. And what I don't want is for you to just continue to put your life on hold while you wait for someone else to pour into you the way that you want them to. Because if you're waiting for that, some of us, like myself, some of us will be waiting decades, years wasted, wasted. And I don't want you to get into your 40s or your 50s. I I read uh, uh, a lot of stuff online. And I see women in their 50s talking about how, you know, they're just now able to to start a healing journey, because they are so they were so hurt 
by their 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 parents or or their parents they're just now cutting ties and their parents are like in their 70s their 80s you know what i'm saying like it's 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 just it can really just put your life on hold and i don't want you wasting time i really don't and i'm not saying that it's easy because it isn't easy all the time it's not easy to part ways um in these types of relationships because you know how many times do we hear that's your daddy you know he brought you into this world or that's your mama you know she brought you into this world or like those kind of narratives okay um yeah but acceptance for me has been everything it's really been eye-opening once i really understood that this person is not going to change it 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 was like i my eyes were opened in a brand new way and so acceptance like again the five stages of grief it's just very real um but yeah, it it's it's it like I said, it's been <laughs> it has been an eye-opening revelation. And one thing that I did like once that happened cuz you know, I journal, I try to journal every day. But depending on what season I'm in, it might end up being like twice a week, three times a week, once a week or whatever. But um I was literally just coming to the end of my my last journal <laughs> um pages away. And one of the things that I said is because I I did journal a lot about just various situations regarding my parent, my feelings, interactions, memory, you know, this just that kind of thing. But I said in those final pages, like on that last page, like I am entering a new season of my life and I'm not going to go into my next, like the next journal. Cause I already had my next journal on deck, honey. But I was like, I'm what I don't want to do is go into my next journal and make this chapter again about this person, I, I about my pain and, 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 and just, just all these different things. Like I don't want my next chapter to be about this person. So I'm going to end this chapter here on the last page of this journal and I'm going to I'm going to move on. And that's what I've done. Like I started my new journal um last week, I want to say. It's only been about a week if I'm not mistaken, but I started my last journal and I am just looking ahead. And it's not to say that I won't, you know, if something comes up, no, obviously I'll journal about it, but my focus was just on that for so long and I'm ready to close that chapter of my life. I'm ready to close that that part of my story. I'm ready to close that part of my narrative um, because again, I, I have accepted that this is what it is. And once you accept, I feel like once you accept, like things just no longer have power over you. At least that's how it feels for me. I've accepted this is what it is and... I'm okay with it because now I, I I'm okay with it because now I have no expectations. Um, acceptance allows me to just release 
release those expectations <laughs> and put that focus, put that energy into other things, which I am doing. I want to live my life and I want to live well. There's a lot that I want to do. And I feel like spiritually and emotionally now, I don't have so much of a drain of my of just me my essence my energy going into the the um like into these problems because now I've like accepted it and I'm able to just kind of like release and move on there's like zero when I tell you there are zero expectations <laughs> I'm not exaggerating there are zero like negative zero <laughs> Um, expectations and I'm at peace with that I honest to God I'm at peace with that I'm okay with that um, and again I just wanted to share that with you because I know based on what I the comments that I read and just different things like that I know that a lot of us have had similar struggles with our parent or parents and so I just wanted to put this in your ear and let you know that you are not alone and that there is definitely hope on the other side and there's just peace on the other side. There there really is. And I want that for you and you can have it. You can definitely have, have it um, no matter what happened to you in your childhood, your earlier years, your 20s, your 30s, whatever, there is peace on the other side there is peace in healing there is peace in acceptance there's peace in getting to that point and being able to just release your expectations and move on with your life the life that you deserve okay so I wish that for you a million percent I really really do so yeah that's it for this week's episode I didn't know that it was going to go as long honest to god I didn't I thought I might talk for like 20 minutes but sometimes things just happen this way but um yeah I would love to hear from you question if you have any comments uh you can feel free to leave them on Spotify and um I will see those and um yeah, that's it. And if you want to join the little, our, our mini um, sister circle, you can go to patreon.com forward slash um, brown girl self care and become a supporter of the brown girl self care podcast. Every Sunday, I hold a one hour sister circle. We have book club starting in February. We're going to be reading Tabitha Brown's book. I forget the name, but I can see it. It's a yellow cover. I already have it. I already started it, but I cannot think of the name for the life of me. But yeah, we'll be discussing that at the, the last Sunday in February. So if you want to join, become a uh, supporter on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash brown girls self care. All right. All right. So that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much again for pressing play. I'm so glad that we are doing our healing work together, sis, you and me. Let's go. I will see you next Monday on the Brown Girls Self Care Podcast. Take care. <laughs>